Salutations and Ave. Welcome to another episode of Babylon Rising, a show about creativity, sexuality, and witchcraft. This is going to be an episode on the subject of demons and hierarchy. And before we get into the episode, I'd just like to take a second to thank the patrons who support this show and keep it running. Now, when I first started learning about demons in magic and I read the Lesser Key of Solomon, something that always I always kind of found off-putting was the hierarchies of demons. Just like on a superficial level, I don't like the idea of it. You know, why does there have to be like a king or a queen or a duke. I mean, I don't I don't think there are demonic queens in the uh Lesser Key of Solomon or at all for all that matter, but there are dukes and there are kings and there are other titles which are ascribed to demons. I find it kind of superficially off-putting, especially considering that at the time these hierarchies of demons were being constructed, it was also like not an uncommon belief that a large like defining characteristic of demons or at least like satan or lucifer is that they broke the hierarchy that like they didn't obey like the guy on top and that's why they got you know kicked out of heaven or whatever right i think it's super weird that at the same time that you like believe that these like spirits or demons or whatever they are supposed to be like don't adhere to rightful hierarchy and yet they have this whole complex like like reflective hierarchy i don't know if i'm making sense there but what i'm trying to say is that a lot of times demonic hierarchies reflect heavenly hierarchies and the idea that like there's a demon that corresponds to an angel and they have like opposite corresponding like places on the hierarchy that's like not uncommon all this stuff is like was really weird to me especially considering like i can't think of a reason why that spirits would have a hierarchy in this manner especially one that is like so human like i don't understand even if you don't sort of interact with these concepts the way that I do, or even, you know, I'm complaining about people like through time and space, like, so it's not a big deal. But what I'm trying to say right now, at least, is that why would otherworldly beings of unimaginable power you know, plenty, I mean, a lot of demons are also, like, ancient gods and goddesses, like, various 
divine entities which for one reason or another become demons right in terms of how we interact with them um or how we like view the ability to interact with them it's sort of like how like folk traditions around death and grieving become necromancy and necromancy becomes this distasteful practice right i personally you know especially as a demonolater am interested in reclaiming titles like that uh i've discussed many times before on the show like ideas about demons and mirrors and darkness as a way to like grow our spiritual practices and so you know i'm i'm fine with embracing titles like that but that's not the case for that has not been the case for most people right and and that's not been the case for demons you know you look at like all of the baal beelzebub like these titles which like just mean like king or lord and now they become the names of demons even though you can argue that this is all like titles for specific deity that must have existed at one point in time we don't know for sure i guess sidebar i once watched like a two hour long like christian conspiracy theory theory documentary maybe it was an hour and a half i mean you know it was a minute too long to be honest um but i watched it and it was called like the baal theory or something like that and it was about how like it's like the same like stupid low-key like nazi-ish conspiracy theories about like those people they control the world they all worship these demons like it's stupid and it's brain junk food that's why what i always say about conspiracy theories but moving on i didn't need to take that sidebar about baal i'm trying to talk about demons in hierarchy now i don't understand why such powerful otherworldly beings who you know are so not human like very much so not human like why would these entities have such human hierarchies for what reason and i guess you can either look at it like that and totally throw it in the garbage which i'm sure some like satanist type demonolater type person like might be interested in doing that uh you know more power to you like plenty of people you know everyone's practice is different whatever but i think it's also an interesting opportunity to think about what demons like what this aspect of you know the works about demons and the relationship to hierarchy what does all this what can it tell us about like power and hierarchies in our real world i think that's interesting to think about I mean, I'm of the belief that there's no, like, clean way to reconcile the 
subversiveness of demons and their relationship to hierarchy, at least in terms of how people have related to demons over time. Uh, because for a lot of different people who were writing about demons, they lived in worlds of strict hierarchy, and that certainly affected how they wrote about these demons. And I think... I'll say before I get into, like, a spiritual way to view this, that this is a good opportunity for me to t discuss something that is, like, super important that I don't know if it always comes across very clearly. And that is that I believe in the potentially, like, liberatory power of, like, spiritual practice. And that being said spirituality also has the great potential to do nothing more than reinforce your worldview like and nothing more i like for my spiritual practice to challenge me and help me grow into a better person and i'm sure you listening would have something similar to say or maybe you would say that your spiritual practice needs to like nurture you somehow not it, you don't necessarily need to turn it into like being productive and being better and like that kind of stuff it could just be about you know an interesting hobby that like you feel comforted by you know that's also fair enough uh but it's pretty clear looking at our world most people are religious or spiritual one way or another and it's not as if that fact has led to like global liberation it really has not and so it's pretty clear that like unless you i don't know if this is exactly the fact of the matter but i think for the most part it can be said that unless you are already interested in life and justice and love and relationships and like progressive values unless you're already mostly interested in those kinds of things i don't think spirituality is going to make you feel that way you know and i can say the opposite is true for me at least you know i've never gone to meditate and then like woken up like a homophobe you know and you could also say that it is true that my spiritual practice reinforces my larger beliefs about the world. But I mean less, um, I hate to say it, but <laughs> um, it's not as though progressive values like hold the most power in our world today. Um, most of the people in power uh, don't have progressive values. They have the opposite of progressive values and they exert that power over us plebs, you know? And that, I think, is, like, a huge factor on religion and spirituality. Um, like, you also have, like, alternative spiritual practices and alternative, like, liberatory, like, religious spiritual magical practices you have you know the african traditional religions across the diaspora come to mind at the moment you have 
all types of indigenous practices which have somehow managed to survive despite like the crushing weight of like colonial or white supremacist powers that be you know so that being said i'm sure that the people who came up with all of these super intricate and complex hierarchies of demons were being primarily influenced by the broader world that they lived in uh but i think that when it comes to like working with uh like these old gods which have been become demonized um i feel like because of the complexity and like otherworldliness of these beings and yet their deep interconnectedness i think that is like the like i mean this is true about many types and frameworks of spiritual entities but i think it is like so fascinating with demons the way that they are so interconnected whether through these rigid hierarchies like of like dukes and kings um or whether it is through like themes there are types of hierarchies of demons which organize them by themes of uh seven deadly sins and then there are hierarchies of demons which organize those demons by like sort of power over this world and their intentions um which is also interesting like there are plenty of different hierarchies of demons and like there's also like sexual interconnectedness with demons like there it's really interesting to think about the mythologies and stories about which demons are sleeping with or having sex with which other demons and that just like balloons out um of course because we're discussing demons it always has to go back to sex and sexuality um and i don't think you can talk about power and demons and not talk about sex i mean come on guys i think you know the drill by now but yes so sex there's also like familial interconnectedness like which demon is the child or parent of which other demon and then all that like whatever info you find about a demon like you can usually find the opposite like you like with lilith and naima like are they sisters is one of them the other's mother that can be really weird and confusing and you have like uh like little like demonic polycules and like this set of demons all like sexually relate to one another and there's just i think overwhelmingly what i what personally i like to take away from this and i think you might be interested too i mean we're all kind of here either making or listening to Babylon Rising because we have an interesting, like, worldview when it comes to queerness and, and religion. And so what I take away from, like, all of this information that we can enjoy knowing about demons, uh, what I take away 
from it is the like sheer interconnectedness of demons the way that they are just like flowing in and out of one another there's also the like names thing like names and like one demon actually being another demon and this demon having this similar other name to this other demon means that they're connected in this one particular way um that's also a big way that these demons are interconnected um I think that whether you force that interconnectedness to take the shape of a strict hierarchy or a familial relationship with which to be honest families are another kind of hierarchy um, or whether that interconnectedness takes the form of like sharing each other's identity uh, or sharing each other's names or sexual relations with one another and oftentimes that sex brings forth like weird you know demonic like circumstances like that sex turns like these people participating in the sex into this whole other new being or it creates this whole other demon or it creates this magical force in the universe um whatever form this interconnectedness takes it is pretty much undeniable i mean there's no one demon who stands among them all even if you look at beliefs people have about lucifer or satan those two are very interconnected and people are always arguing about which one is which they often share each other's names or share attributes with one another or share mythologies with one another uh so there's no like one demon who stands among them all. They're all so interconnected. It's actually crazy, you know? And I kind of love that. <laughs> it definitely makes me think about the way that humans are interconnected. I mean, obviously, I think it would be a shame not to like sort of like tie this stuff all up together. Like, I don't think it's the most uh don't want to say productive and I don't want to say useful but I don't think you're getting the most benefit you can out of and whatever that benefit may be out of like interacting with these kinds of gods and like not thinking about like the broader like worldview you can have this is like working with earth or nature spirits and like not caring about the environment which is like you know like what really is the good that's coming from this you know what i'm trying to say is that part of the lessons you can learn from these like infernal divinities is about our lives and our loves and our hates as well to be honest i mean this i started off this episode discussing how i had a very superficial distaste for demonic hierarchies i mean and it's something i decided to like think more about i still think that you know 
whatever spiritual principles people are able to learn about and bring forth into this world um, are still going to be affected by that reality. You know, sometimes when I am evoking a spirit, they take a form that is not listed in the grimoires, uh, or they take a shape that is not like commonly described. Uh, but in my belief system, it's that spirit for sure. And I just view it as part of how you communicate with things like demons or angels or spirits or divinities or planets of any kind is that they have to pass through sort of the they have to pass through not the material of your mind but i mean that's sort of the case you know they have to pass through your expectations and conceptions of reality i think we all kind of get the sense especially if you do a lot of journeying type work or um you know evocation or invocation like like these beings will do things that are different from what you might have wanted in the moment or they'll surprise you or they'll do things in a way you don't expect but they can't really do things in a way that would be inconceivable to you um totally i mean that is like a bad sign that you are not in touch with consensus reality um or maybe that you're on the precipice if in your interactions with otherworldly beings they like you know are picking you up and throwing you against the wall and like uh you know i mean this is unconscious like i don't mean to what i'm trying to say is that and i mean i talk about getting lost in the sauce a number of times because it's important to keep in mind but like there isn't really a way to interact with spiritual concepts like this without it being affected even on a minute subconscious level by your worldview uh, and your expectations of reality. And we can do things to sort of like soften the membrane between like the endless possibilities and also like consensus reality or like even the laws of physics i mean not to be like a weirdo but i am a weirdo and i run a podcast about magic but like that is to say we can loosen the membrane between our mind being able to receive otherworldly like awe-inspiring like information and knowledge and experiences um but it's always sort of being mediated even on the most minute level, by, like, the society we live in. Or the the worldviews that we have. I try not to say society, and, I mean, I'm trying to mix it up because there's, like, the society that we live in and the expectations that we are taught to have, and there's also, like, our personal worldviews. Like, I am a super queer, non-binary person, and I think about uh, gender and sexuality all the time, and also death. And that's a part of like my everyday worldview. And so when I speak to deities, they like also speak about those things. 
I mean, in ways that I don't expect and that make me rethink or even point me in completely new directions in my interests. That's definitely happened before. Um, but it's like, it's all, it's all very interesting to consider, you know? And I mean, I hope that you listen to this episode and you start to think more about the hierarchies and demons and what that means for you. Um, and maybe what that means for your relationships as well. Because it is, it is certainly interesting to think about. There is a Wikipedia page, like, just on the subject of demonic hierarchies. Um, I suggest you check it out if you're interested. <sighs> Otherwise, that's the end of this episode of Babylon Rising. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you have anything else to add, any comments, questions, or concerns, you can always email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com. And you can always get in touch with me on Instagram at venus.libitina. I live on Instagram, even when I'm not posting super frequently. I like, I always check my Instagram because, you know, that's how I like to waste my time, all right? How you waste your time, I don't know. And maybe that's none of my business, but I like to waste my time on Instagram and also playing like stupid little phone games too. Anyways, once again, I'd like to thank the patrons who support this show and keep it running, keep it on the internet. Thank you so much. If you would like to find out more about anything I just said, either a way to contact me or a way to support the show, you can find all of that information in the episode description of the podcast and feel free to check that out if you're interested. Until next time, Ave Babylon. <laughs>